0: Make sure you check out Tragic Nostalgia, the debut album from Winnipeg's Jared Adams. It'll be available to stream everywhere on June 26th, and you can visit TragicNostalgia.ca right now for more information. Blue Blood's debut EP, Make It Rain, was released in the fall of 2019, and is a strikingly original work of Winnipeg music, combining R&B, jazz, and EDM. Winnipeg Free Press gave it four stars and called it a profound statement of intent from an emerging artist whose work will soon be sought after. Make It Rain is available now on all streaming platforms. Remember
1: this name. The Dirty Beat. The Dirty Beat. Remember this name.
0: The Dirty Beat.
1: The Dirty Beat. It's coming.
0: Hey folks, this episode of the podcast is my conversation with Nick Campbell about his brand new tape label, Frozen Hell Records. We also talk about his band's *Suburban Hypocrites* and *Inhumed*, and a lot more. It's always awesome to see a new source for physical punk and metal releases in the city, and the label's first three albums, by *Suburban Hypocrites*, *Anomalism*, and *Herd of Wasters*, are dropping at the end of July. It's a fun conversation. I hope you enjoy the show.
1: Get up off your ass and get up-
0: All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio, uh, back on the old remote remote line uh, with, with a guest again this week and every week for the foreseeable future, but uh, one of the things that I've been talking about on the show lately is that I like the fact that doing these shows from home means that I can, on one hand, talk to people who maybe live outside the city and they don't get the chance to visit in person, but it also means I can kind of reconnect with people who have been on the show in the past, and I think, I mean, you you were on the show probably five years ago at this point, it's been, it's been a while for sure
2: yeah it was it was quite a while. I remember it was right before our first album came out, and I think that was twenty fifteen I believe so yeah yeah, five yeah years ago something
0: like that yeah and I mean, at that point, we were still doing the old format of the show where people were picking song selections based on a theme word and stuff, and it was very different so yeah. I- I'm glad to kind of re re have you on the show at this point because I mean not only do you have exciting things happening. For us to talk about, it's always nice to get people back on after a few years and kind of catch up and find out what's been going on, you know, with their music and and their world and stuff. So, uh, I think maybe the best way to start it off is if you want to just introduce yourself and what it is that you do, and we can take it from there.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, My name is Nick Campbell. I play in a couple bands, and I'm now running a uh, independent cassette label. And that's, I think the tape label is, I mean, I had been meaning to get
0: back to you anyway about having you on the show again at some point over the years, but the tape label was really kind of the swinger for me. I was like, oh, I got to talk about this. And so like, as someone who never stopped listening to tapes and still listens to tapes all the time, I was very happy to see that you were doing this. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people kind of resurrecting tapes as a format lately, especially in punk rock and metal and those kind of associated genres. But uh, what was kind of the incentive for you to, to go ahead and do this?
2: Uh, well I've always kind of had thoughts for the past couple years about you know starting a little bit of a label whether it be you know just like full on doing CD vinyl the whole deal and it was honestly just the thought of the amount of work behind it kind of scared me off of it sure and having this downtime with the uh, pandemic going on like I was off work for a month so I had a lot of time to think and I was kind of like you know what I want to do this but I want to do something different that it doesn't seem like you know a lot of people are doing and that's cassette label so
0: cool cool so was it originally just kind of the idea of having a a place to release your own stuff and then did it grow from that or
2: um essentially i mean suburban hypocrites uh the main band that i'm in have been releasing uh our stuff on another label like the past couple years for a past couple releases okay um and we've been happy working with them, but it's always been something a little bit of an interest of mine just to, because I do all the booking for that band and all the merch design and everything, but that's kind of uh, like an aspect of it I didn't really have any experience in, and I'm always kind of into trying new things and learning things, so I figured cool. this would be a good way to, you know, kind of get into it.
0: So you have three tapes that are coming out, just started
2: to launch this thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I started with uh, three releases, uh, one from my own band, Go Figure. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense, yeah. And we, we figured that one, it was actually in talks for a while. We were going to self release it, but we actually just had our longtime guitarist leave the band a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that so, on, on
0: Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah so it's a bit of an end of an era so we kind of figured oh it makes sense you know we'll put that tape out and kind of just do like side A is a bit of a retrospective for like because we've had i think seven releases since our formation crap, so that's a lot. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so we had a lot of shit to skim through so i was like well why don't we pick like our favorites or so, you know the mainstays from the live set and yeah. put those on side a and then b we just had a bunch of material whether it was like alternate versions of songs or like soundboard rips from shows we played, And I was like, cool. oh, I'll just go through those and pick some too. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's that one. And then, uh, heard of wasters. Uh, the album's called total stinker. That's the other one I'm putting out. Uh, they're a punk band from Saskatoon slash medicine hat. Cool. Um, they got members from both uh, both cities. Cool, but uh, they're just really good, like straightforward punk rock, kind of back to the old school vibe. They definitely got a newer feel to them, but they definitely have older influences. Okay, okay. And then uh, the third release is a little bit different than the other ones. Uh, it's from Anomalism. They're a tech death band, so yeah. technical death metal um, from here in Winnipeg, and just great band all around. Yeah, I was they listening to that pro.
0: on your Bandcamp today. I hadn't, I've heard of them before, but I hadn't actually heard them. It's crazy. It's really good.
2: Yeah, and uh they had actually approached me because they were looking at doing a release and kind of wanted to see if I wanted to partner up and I was totally game for it. I mean, I'm familiar with them. My bands have played with them before. They're yeah. all great guys, great musicians. So that was uh exciting for me to get to work with them on that.
0: Cool. So this isn't intended to just be a local label then. This is you're you're reaching out like obviously you have people from uh those other two cities as you mentioned, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it is I'm just kind of hand-picking the bands and just putting out, you know, albums that I really like. Like, all the albums, I guess, two out of three of the albums that are getting released on cassette have already been out on other formats. Okay, okay. Um... And, you know, I've just, I love the album, so I was like, well, why not? Why don't we do <laughs> Want
1: a to make a tape? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. To, to, more to me, it's more of, you know, like a collector's thing because we're doing super limited runs, and yeah. there's just some people who prefer to get their media on cassettes. So, yeah, after I'm, it, I'm one of them right well here yeah. available.
0: Yeah. Right on. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's what I was saying before, too. Like, I, you know, I never stopped listening to tapes. Uh, I've been listening to tapes since, like, I don't know, 94 or something, and then I just have always kept the collection and just added to it, right? So I'm always yeah. happy to see new tape labels, but, like, what is your kind of introduction to tapes? Is that, like, a main format you listen to at this point
2: yeah well half of that is i drive a shitty minivan that has a questionable cd player but it has a perfectly good tape deck so i kind of started uh listening to a lot more tapes then okay okay yeah um something about cassettes has always just kind of fascinated me i mean i was born in 91 so i kind of grew up in the stage where cassettes were getting phased out and we were moving over to cds yeah so Like, I mean, I'm sure the first albums that I ever owned were probably on cassette, but I was too young to really just understand it. You know, it's just kind of a thing that plays music. Sure. You don't really think about it, but now it's just, there's still like a bit of a mysterious aura from it to me. Like, just looking at it, it's like, how the hell did they get the music on here? Yeah. I realize how dumb that sounds, but it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like vinyl is a very simple concept, too. You know, like at the end of the day, it's just vibration of a needle, but it's just so cool to think about. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting because like the last interview we did before this one, it's not out yet either, but, but it uh, was with uh, Chris from Dubditch Picnic. And I mean, he releases oh, right tons on. of tapes and I mean, he had Prairie Fire yeah. tapes before that. And like, you know, I was thinking about it. He's probably a decade older than me and I'm about a decade older than you. And it's very cool to see that the tape thing is kind of transcended. Like it, it died for a while, except for a few people who just stubbornly refused to give it up. Right. And then now yeah. it's, it's made this comeback where like, you know, all these people of different ages are are listening to them again, which is is awesome. It's super cool.
2: Yeah, and it's it's definitely, I prefer vinyl and cassette. (laughs) A lot of people will say because of, like, you know, sound quality, but for me it's, um, I'm very attention deficit. And albums, it makes it inconvenient for me to skim through things. I have to sit and listen to them. So there's been lots of albums where I'll, you know, I'll have the vinyl and the cassette. And I put it on, and I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. But then I have to sit and listen to it. And instead of skipping anything, by of it, I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I didn't skip anything on this.
0: Right, because then you end up so, loving it because you've sat there and absorbed the whole the whole experience, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. So that aspect of it really appeals to me. It's just, it. I got it. like, once I put a cassette or a vinyl on, I got to sit there and listen to the whole thing. I yeah. can't just, you know, be like, oh, I'm tired of the song. I've heard the song too many times. It's like, yeah.
0: Right, and we're in an era where, like, that... that uh like short attention span is everywhere i mean like people oh. listen to spotify where you know they 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 don't even listen to albums they make playlists and then they are happy to just keep skipping ahead in their playlist anyway and you hear like 30 seconds of a song and it's yeah it's nice nice to have the old way of just kind of you know as much as i always sound like get off my lawn you damn kids like you know it is nice to have that kind of old method of sitting down and absorbing something from start to finish because I think that a lot of albums are made that way where they you know I you might agree with this as, as a musician yourself too right like the artists want you to sit there and absorb the whole thing rather than just grab a snippet of it and move on to the next thing
2: oh absolutely yeah there's definitely a flow when you're compiling an album yeah and, like which songs go where and shit sounds weird out of context I mean like a lot of artists you will have you know like two tracks lead together totally and If you hear them on, say, Spotify, they pop up in your stream, it just sounds ridiculous when the song cuts off, like, way before it's supposed to.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, it's weird, yeah. Um, I mean, I I know you're making limited limited runs of tapes, which is also awesome. And you're 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 doing punk rock and metal and stuff, which are genres that you know they're they're still uh, I would say considered underground genres of music. But how do you feel about releasing tapes to kind of your peers? I mean, do you know a lot of people with tape decks at this point? Have you seen it grow to the point where it's a viable thing, or is it more just a nostalgic, weird thing that you like and you're doing it that way?
2: (laughs) I think it's like it's definitely a niche market. I do know you know a couple friends who have tape decks like lucas from advanced urban Hypocrites, he's big into tapes too so he's stoked that i'm doing this but yeah mainly at the end of the day it's more so of like a a hobby for me for sure like it's i i know it's not gonna be anything huge but it's something that excites me and you know like other seeing other bands get excited about it i'm like cool let's work together and do this because yeah we both like it so who cares like let's it's just for fun. Totally. Well, I feel like the
0: people who get really into tape labels too tend to be really uh, like really big nerds about it in the best possible yeah. way. Because I mean, like like Chris from Dubditch, like I was saying, I just talked to him and he's so deep into it. And like uh, you know, Sean from Possessed Records and stuff. Like I mean, he's he's very heavily into the tapes. And Crab Skull does a lot of tapes. There's lots of people in Winnipeg who just have this kind of weird niche that they've sort of cornered. You know, for the ten people who listen to it, and it's it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's it's a cool re- tape Renaissance. I like I like to see it.
2: Yeah, Sean's, uh, his Possessed Records label there They've put out a lot of stuff that I really like Yeah, it's great I mean, So that, that was kind of an inspiration for me to start it Because he's, he's definitely more focused on metal He is, yeah And I was kind of like, well, maybe if I go more than, you know, the punk rock route Then I can kind of fill that gap in Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah and
2: Yeah, but his, uh, the releases he puts out are always top-notch And i always managed to pick them up when I see them out and about And a lot of them have been, you know, bands that I haven't even heard and I've ended up loving it, so sure, I think yeah. a lot of that too is me and him have a similar taste in music, and he kind of like what I was saying. I was going to do hand picks everything, so yeah. Uh, if, he's in 375
0: bands, so I mean, like, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. He could have an entire roster of just he could, bands yeah, yeah. And start a label, but which that he pretty much does. Yeah, <laughs> he
0: does pretty much. <laughs> but then that that whole concept though of like you know, even if you don't know the band, you know, it's probably going to be good if it comes out on that label. I think that's the thing that we're kind of missing in music listening these days because, because again, the way people consume music isn't really focused on that. Like, I remember, you know, being a teenager and going to the record store and, and if there was a label I liked, I would just buy a band that released an album on it and usually it would be good, right? But I don't know if that's yeah. the thing anymore. I don't think people care, unfortunately, so much about what the name of the label is or what other artists are on that label because it's also a yeah. weird dystopian future floating around in the, the cloud type shit, right?
2: Yeah, it's kind of a weird era we're in right now because i mean labels like you know fat or epitaph like two bigger punk labels from the 90s i mean they were pretty much like tried true if you got something fat records it was gonna sound like a fat record for sure not anymore though no no and now they're signing a lot of bands that um i mean generally i wouldn't be into and i'm sure there's people that are into them because they're selling records yeah definitely but but it's not to me. It's not really a label where I can go now and do a new record store and be like, "Oh, cool, a new Fat Records release." I'm going to grab this, and it's going to be great because it's yes. it's definitely a mixed bag, which is a good and bad thing because you know they're probably bringing in outside fans who wouldn't be you know a fan of say Propaganda or NoFX or Lagwagon or any of those bands, and they're bringing in more um, newer age bands that are, I guess, more catered to a younger audience, and then yeah. maybe they'll start looking at other artists on fat records and get turned on to some of that stuff yeah they might
0: backtrack and go through some of all that really great stuff exactly stuff. yeah 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 it's it's, it's weird because that, that, that happened when that uh, local soundcloud rapper guy got signed to epitaph which yeah, was like I you know that. good for him I'm, I'm, it's very exciting i don't know him but yeah. like that is not what i think of when i think of an epitaph album and just watching the kind of social media comments about that it seemed like mostly it was guys my age who had that complaint and older and then like the younger people didn't you know, it wasn't an issue for them because that's as punk rock as as our punk rock is. If that makes yeah, sense, right? Like it's it's just a course, different absolutely. sound. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I, I've always kind of gone by the saying: just because I'm not a fan of something doesn't mean it's it's bad. Sure. Know? Yeah. Like yeah. our artist's subjective. Everyone's going to be into something different. So yeah. And I mean, and everyone's going like to hate labels. something you love too, right? Well, definitely. exactly. And and labels are definitely bigger labels like that that aren't you know full huge labels but they're still big enough that their household name they're struggling right now for, oh, for sure with how yeah. the economy is so them bringing in bands like that the way i see it is yeah it's a bit of a cash out move but they need that money to keep the label going so the bands that you know i like can put out music totally so i can't really complain about
0: it totally yeah for sure for sure so what um how are you making these are you actually hand dubbing them or are you actually get, are you getting them uh, No, i'm having
2: uh, duplication.ca, oh, yeah, yeah. Out of right Montreal. they right they do most of the tapes in Canada. They do, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: A bit. Cool, cool. So, what kind of quantities are you talking?
2: Uh, I'm going to aim for 50 copies of release for cassettes. Cool. Just because I feel like that's, you know, like I said, it's a niche market and who knows how long I'll be sitting on them because I haven't sure, really yeah. gauged anything out yet. So, I figured 50 is a safe number to start with. It's not a huge investment. And, you know, if I got to move the tapes over five years, then whatever. Yeah, so that's, ten a year. You're good, you're, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. And you're doing the digital thing obviously too. Like I was listening to some of it on Bandcamp, so you definitely have that that option for yeah, people who don't yeah. Like
2: tapes. Yeah. Yeah. Well for that, for the label, what I've been doing is because I'm essentially licensing the music from the bands I'm working with right, to right. press the tapes. So there's the whole complication if I'm hosting their music on my bandcamp and then people pay for it it's like this whole headache of turning the money over and everything so just to get around that what i've been doing is putting on the release page a link to the artist page right, right where they usually have the music hosted and that way it gives you know like people get to their page too and they'll check out their merch and hopefully you know buy a shirt buy an album yeah it'll bring them more business that way so. cool
0: so once these three are kind of out there like what is the uh what's your plan going forward how many are you hoping to release like i don't know in a year or so
2: um, well, I'm aiming to do six releases a year, okay. and I'm going to do them batches yeah. of three. Yeah, so three in the spring, three in the fall is kind of what I'm shooting for, um, okay. and that'll be for cassette releases. I am eventually hoping to get into vinyl, um, it's a big leap, because yeah, obviously the costs and cost is
0: <laughs> prohibitive, yeah, yeah.
2: But I, I was thinking about it actually today, and I might, for my first couple runs, just do flexies, because, cool. um, obviously they're a lot more inexpensive to press, and it kind of lends to the whole DIY-esque that, uh, you know what word I'm looking for? I know for, the word aesthetic, aesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, just the whole DIY thing for the label, it kind of lends itself to that. And even that with flexies, they've improved in quality so much in the past, like even just 10 years. Sure. I mean, I have some old flexies from like, you know, the 80s and they just sound like absolute garbage, but yeah. Pirates Press is doing them now where they're like pretty damn close to a legitimate seven-inch vinyl. Like I And had way them. cheaper, yeah yeah exactly and shipping them is is so much nicer too i actually picked up um last time propaganda played here they had a flexi for a beat off their new album oh
0: yeah yeah, i think i I, heard about that
2: yeah yeah and i I trade records with some guys in the states and i figured well the band's not getting out their way so i'll grab a couple extras and send them to them yeah and i just kind of did it as a test i was like hey i'm gonna throw these in an envelope like let's see how screwed up they are when they get to you and they were totally fine nice that's awesome yeah Yeah, so from a shipping aspect, that's super nice too. For
1: sure.
0: So, um, do you have that figured out? Who are you going to be releasing for the next three? Is that already? Uh, have you already planned that, or is that sort of to come?
2: It's. I put thought into it. I just haven't gotten the steps into okay. you know discussing it with the bands. But I'm I'm constantly mulling over in my head what I want to do and like making a list and like kind of ranking things in order of when I want to do them. And then I'm constantly changing the list. And me like, oh, I should put this out here. Talk to this person about <laughs> this. So yeah, it's in motion. It's just cool. uh, in the early stages still.
0: Yeah, it makes sense for sure. Once, uh, once this is more established, are you going to be looking for bands to, are you hoping bands will contact you with their stuff and ask me to put things out? Or are you mostly going to keep it as a, you know, you're seeking content?
2: Um, a bit of both. I have had a couple bands reach out to me already, which is awesome. Um, and it's just always, I'm, i'm always kind of in an awkward spot like i I feel so bad saying no to people but at the same time i can only afford to do so much so it's kind of been like hey like it's nothing personal against you guys i love the songs but like i can't drop any more money into right now i just did the first three releases so like hit me back you know in the fall and we can totally figure something out sure or as an alternative i mean i like at the end of the day i don't expect to make anything off this if i can break even then that's great what i really want to do is just you know release some cool product and work with some bands and help get their name out there yeah and that's that's kind of just my mission for it so it's like the more the merrier and like even some of the bands that have contacted me i've just said like yeah i i'm not you know taking any releases to put out right now just because i did the first three but yeah If you want to get back to me in the fall, that's awesome. And if not, if you want, I can walk you through the whole process of how to do it and help you guys out, like, for sure. Cool. So
0: yeah that's something i've always i don't have i don't have the time or the motivation or the money to do it, but like I've always wanted to start a tape label and every time I see people doing it I'm like oh shit I should have done that but it's it's good I'm glad other people are doing it because I, I i can't i don't have the uh any of those things <laughs> that are needed to do it I'm doing the podcast and day job and family and stuff but yeah i'm- gl- I'm really glad to see that that there's still like lots of d i y labels start starting up because as someone who only listens to physical music really i mean it's
2: it's nice to nice to see it out there yeah thank you I appreciate that it's uh yeah, it, it was like the idea was floating around in my head for a long time, but then it was kind of one of those things that just hit me, and I was like, "Okay, if I'm going to do this, I got to stop just thinking about it and just do it and just dive in." Yeah. So it's like literally, I got the first three releases all like put together and shipped off to the pressing plant within like a week. Cool. I think cool. so. It was it was like, "Okay, I'm doing this, pedal to the metal, let's go." Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, well, you're taking pre-orders for these now, right? Yeah. When are they actually coming out? When are you expecting to be sending out the tapes?
2: Um I put july thirty first just because it's generally a six week turn time. Okay. Um, everything was turned in last week, so I was like, you know what, with everything that's going on in the world, I'm gonna give myself a couple weeks' buffer, probably good idea. Um, I also put the you know honor around july thirty first so if it's a couple days, if I get the tapes before, they're gonna be going out you know the day I get them, but if they're a week late. A week late, I can't really do too much no. about that. Uh, people probably
0: understand too. It's obviously a July yeah. project, right? Yeah.
2: Well, and that, that's the good thing about I like selling on Bandcamp too because you can set a flexible release date yeah, like yeah. that, where it, it, it doesn't say like ships July thirty first. It says on or around July thirty first. So like I can you know, and anyone who has pre ordered, I can send them emails to keep them updated and be like, hey, like it's yeah. coming in a week early. You'll get it earlier. It's been delayed a week. Sorry. Yeah. Definitely. Uh,
0: so, I uh, just to kind of shift gears here. You mentioned at the very beginning that, that the band uh, that uh, Suburban Hypocrites, you've had a lineup change after like for the first time in, in a long time. So,
2: what's yeah. what's kind
0: of the current situation with that band?
2: Um, so we're basically reverted back to our original form because we we formed as a three piece. Um, I was playing guitar and doing vocals, and okay. we released a demo like that. And shortly after that demo was when we got to Ross, um, and we finished writing our first album and he's been on pretty much every recording other than that demo so it is a bit of a back to basics moment right now yeah and it was um i'm definitely sad to see him go but there was uh there was a lot of tension in the band over the past year just you know personally and creative differences and he decided that he wanted to leave so i can totally respect that and obviously i wish him the best yeah it's a bummer but we're uh we're just kind of taking a breath right now i think the um The overall goal is going to be to eventually get a new guitar player, because I honestly hate playing guitar. Yeah, yeah. And especially being constrained behind a microphone, it's just, I'm not good at multitasking. (laughs) I can barely half-ass one thing I don't want to be doing two.
0: Yeah, I know, that makes sense, yeah.
2: Right now, like, we had some shows booked and stuff um, that are kind of up in the air because of the whole pandemic, but we've... um, like, luckily, I know how to play a good chunk of the set, so cool. we're still good. So anything we have booked, if we don't have a guitar player by then, we'll just be doing it as a three-piece. Okay. We've been practicing as a three-piece, so it won't be won't be too rough. But um, also, in the meantime, we're just working on new material and demoing stuff, um our drummer and bass player actually both work uh from home they do radio imaging so they have a studio in their house so we have the luxury to be able to record and demo stuff whenever we want so that's super nice
0: that is cool yeah yeah because i think a lot of people are being affected by this this pandemic in the sense that they can't even get together like i mean i I know i've talked to some people who who are you know if they're a solo artist they're able to do it and sit in there recording tons of music but a lot of bands are just they're stuck right so it's nice that you have that, that that opportunity
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And we're, we're all set up to record from home, too. We all nice. just have you know, cheap interfaces, so that's super nice, too, when you can um, just record whatever and send it back and forth, just record to a clip kind of thing, trade ideas. And uh, the other band I'm in, Hume, kind of has something similar, but we use Guitar Pro for tabbing everything. Oh, cool. Um, so over the pandemic, we've all been writing stuff and you know shooting ideas back and forth, and we're just finally starting to get back together as a band now and jam. So we were off for about two and a half months i want to say okay around there and suburban was the same thing we just started getting back together in the past couple of weeks just we just decided to you know take a breather and be responsible about everything yeah, yeah. like we do we are fortunate enough to have a big enough space that we can space out pretty pretty safely in there and it's not like you know we're spitting all over each other <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so <laughs> that's good and it's the same deal for the in-home spaces we've all got you know space and when we are there we're taking every precaution cool but uh
0: yeah well it's good yeah you don't want to get you don't want to like finally get to jam and then suddenly like you know half the band has coronavirus right
2: yeah no kidding and it's now it's just kind of moving forward with everything starting to open back up like we Inhumed we were supposed to tour at the start of march and that got canceled obviously yeah. and uh suburban hypocrites were supposed to be out for almost three weeks at the end of july oh wow and that we we pulled the plug on that one which I mean with Taras leaving probably was for the best. Yeah, definitely. But, um, you don't
0: want to have like yeah, you don't wanna have a missing member and suddenly you got this big tour scheduled for sure. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I'm like still learning the songs during the <laughs> yeah. shows kind yeah. of thing. That's never fun.
3: Yeah. <laughs> It's time to question all you've ever heard Traditionalistic values, they all seem so absurd
0: So if people want to check out the tapes, I mean, I know again, like July 31st is the kind of the date you're looking for, for, for having them out, but what's the best way to find out about the label and, and see what you've got out there and what's, what's coming in the future and that kind of thing.
2: Uh, Best way would be Facebook. Um, It's just facebook.com slash frozen hell records, all one word. Um, Everything is up for pre-order on Bandcamp right now, which is uh, www.frozenhellrecords.bandcamp.com. com. Okay. And I'm probably going to have an Instagram up soon, but when I do that, I'll make a post on Facebook, obviously, about it. I've just kind of kind of been flying by the seat of my pants, and it was uh, quite the panic to get these releases down to the pressing plant, so I just haven't yeah. had time to do the Instagram yet. No, that's cool, that's cool. So just we'll trying fe- to tackle one thing at a time.
0: <laughs> so Facebook and Bandcamp are the main, main options
2: right now? Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and then as far as your bands go, like, what's the best uh, best way there to, to follow what the Suburban Hip Crypts are doing in Inhumed?
2: Ah, uh, Facebook for both yeah. of them. We okay. do have Instagram for both, but we're uh, not as good as updating it for sure. Facebook's the way to go.
0: I I like that because like, I I feel like that's the the opposite of most bands. I, I've talked to some bands who don't even have Facebook pages anymore, and they're all just like super super into Instagram. But again, like the tapes, it's nice to see people doing it the old the old people way. It's good as an, as an old myself. I appreciate. The-
2: <laughs> yeah, well, and I I mean the way I look at it is they're like totally two separate platforms. Sure. I mean, if you need to make a log important post, like it kind of just looks dumb when you do it on Instagram because you have like a photo and then it's just all kind of cluttered. Big so like, block of text, yeah. Yeah, if you're, you know, like I'll use Facebook if we're posting, you know, like a quick clip from Jam or a show poster or something. Like that's awesome. But if it's like you know pre order details or like an album announcement or something, I'd much rather be able to put it on Facebook. Sure. Where like you know, I can write. A couple paragraphs and like put a sample of music and you know links to everything it's just i don't know i prefer it but cool that's just me do we, either
0: of your bands have anything coming out in the near future
2: um inhumed have a full another full length coming out uh hopefully by the end of this year oh, we're cool. just finishing up like writing we've done a little bit of pre-production um we actually did one song just because we've They, well, sorry, I should say they, because I joined that band last August, and they already had an album out, but it's been quite a while since they released anything, so we put a single out uh, in January that's going to be on that album as well, but we just kind of went into the studio just for that song, just so we could, you know, have something to buy us some time to finish the album. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Sorry, I'm blatantly obvious, or <laughs> I'm blatantly honest with things. No, that's good. That makes it uh, makes
0: for good good listening, right?
2: <laughs> I never like I never like when bands make excuses about stuff, and they're like, you know, oh yeah, like this happened and this happened. I'm like, yeah. no, we just didn't get it done, and <laughs> this is how it is. Like yeah. we're just trying to buy time.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's a good, it's a good it's as good a reason as any, really. I mean. I mean-
2: yeah. yeah I mean well You don't want to rush something That's that's the worst possible scenario Is just dumping an album out there For the sake of putting something out Yeah there. and
0: then it sucks And then the band breaks up Because everyone hates each other Yeah
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly Okay
0: cool Well but, uh, uh, Yeah
2: and then uh... Go ahead oh, Sorry Oh uh, And then uh, Suburban Hypocrites Are just demoing Some new stuff right now We kind of we had an album about three-quarters of the way done before Tarras left, and okay. now we just kind of decided, ah, oh, let start from scratch. So
0: Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, I'm, I'm re- again, like, I'm really happy you're putting out tapes. Uh, I will definitely be a customer uh, as someone who hoards local music and also loves tapes, so uh, I'm really glad to hear this. I hope it goes well. Um, hopefully, you get a lot of pre-orders and you get people checking it out, because, you know, it's. Uh, I think it's a hard thing to start. I think it seems easy, because you can just make tapes for fairly cheap, but to actually keep going with it, it seems like it's yeah. a bit of a challenge, right? So, best of luck
2: with it. I mean, I... Yeah Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and I'll I'll be sure to send you some uh, complimentary copies when I get them in. Right on, yeah. I'd love to the first couple releases there for sure. Give them a good home for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I definitely dove into it, and it's it is a lot more work than I expected. But I'm having fun with it, so that's all that matters.
0: That's awesome.